Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lifter. A good morning to you. If you've just joined us this morning on Jack and Flash, David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves in for Jack this morning. The Tigers playing tonight's footy's looking good again this weekend. There's some ripping games, Brett, as we really close in on the end of this AFL season. What a year it's been so far. So even with so many stories yet to be told, looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. Real privilege here. We've got somebody on the line. I know you're very fond of Brett, and it's great to have Rodney E. Tasmanian footy legend, Hawks legend, as a Swans person that I am, Brett. Uh, one of my favourite coaches too of a yesteryear. Good morning to you, Rocket. Thanks for joining us on the program. Morning, David. Morning, Brett. How are you, boys? Morning. Going really well, thanks. Um, you must be feeling a bit excited and a little bit nervous um, for yourself and the family, you've got a big night tonight, mate, being inducted into the Hawthorne Hall of Fame. That must be a big thrill. It's taken a while to get you there. <laughs> yeah, that's taken a while. I was actually notified last year, Jeff Kennett phoned me, but uh, with um, uh, with COVID, they couldn't have an event last year. So they've, put, uh, they've doubled up with us uh, two, in a, two in a row or two in one year. But, yeah, yeah certainly an honour and certainly very humbled about it. You've got some legends being inducted as well. Another Tasmanian, Darren Pritchard, Terry Wallace and Andy Collins. Just tell me with a question. It's not something I was going to ask you, but as the years roll on, and in your case, a four-time champion with the Hawks, do you do you guys do what most footy clubs do and you, and you catch up a bit during the year a couple of times? And what what do you keep those relationships reasonably solid or life goes on and you, and you don't catch up as much as you like, which is like for all of us, that's normally what happens. Um, yeah, I think life just keeps going on. I suppose in my situation, being at so many other clubs after I finished playing at Hawthorne, that uh, that you end up being interstate or you're being busy. But probably the last year or so, I've um, now started to catch up with quite a few guys. We have quite a few unions, obviously. Uh, but yes, having lunch a bit with Peter Swab, John Kennedy, Gary Ayres a bit, catch up with Dermot a bit. So you probably see guys around. Um, we generally have, you know, they have a life members day. They have, you know, they have quite a few sort of functions around and you catch up with guys. That's good. And you're still coaching, of course. You're uh, you're born. You're obviously enjoying that. Um, I know a good mate of mine, Big Hamish McIntosh, is there with you. Um, oh, you, you, right. you. You love it still, this coaching caper. Yeah, I must admit, I do enjoy it. Um, I'm director of coaching at Scotch College, one of the big schools yes. here in Melbourne as well. Um, and at Bourne, which is quite enjoyable. Obviously, Hamish is down there this year. He's, he's quite good friends with a couple of the players and uh, 
think he used to share an apartment with the captain, Bourne. So he's been he's been a great acquisition. He's a good fella, and uh, I must admit I I enjoy the interaction. It keeps you young, I think, <laughs> getting older as I am, but uh, keeps you younger, mixing with the younger guys. Rocket, uh, obviously a huge day for for Tassie footy with AFL um, head office big wigs coming down for talks around the stadium. Um, you know, it's, it's been it's been a hot agenda topic for a while now. What um, what would it mean to you to have a to have a Tasmanian team finally finally representing in um, in the AFL? Yeah, well, it's about time. I mean, uh, I mean, they really have to get it going. Um, you know, football's uh, probably. Not dying on the vine, but it's certainly been diluted to what it used to be like. And um, obviously, basketball have got to jump and uh, gathering the, the the hearts and minds of uh, younger people in Tassie. So, I think um, no, really, and I think everyone's got to take a bit of blame for that, including the AFL. And um, I think they've really got to get a team in. And I think if it doesn't doesn't work now, or if they don't get the green, you know, the green light this year, I don't know if it will ever happen. So. I think um, you know, the Tassie government have done a great job and the task force have done a great job of what they've presented and uh, um, I'm fairly confident, fairly positive it'll happen but uh, I think it'll be fantastic for footy in general and great for the state. So now as a, as a young boy, Rocket, um, who, who, who was the team that you followed? Like what, what inspired you to choose footy as a pathway? And we spoke at the start about you know, your strong sporting family, your dad, um, you know, across both... Uh, Newtown, Glenorchy Cricket Club. Your brother was a, a good sportsman. You played cricket as well. What what kind of sent you down the football path? Um, oh, yeah, well, certainly my dad because of uh, his footy interests and uh, what, what he did. Um, when I was growing up as a youngster, he was ended up because he played for Glenorchy Footy and then um, he umpired, but he coached university in the amateurs, and that was my sort of uh, following me when I was a, when I was a kid. Um, Obviously, followed Glenorchy uh, as a junior and Collingwood on my team, being the black and whites. Um, so that was really uh, why that uh, I actually played footy and cricket because Dad was obviously very good at both, and uh, that's what we did for six months a year. So each each sport. So um, I was very passionate about it. Probably more passionate about it than the cricket than the footy when I was younger, but um, <laughs> end uh, end up choosing the footy. It's interesting, Rocket, and I'm, I'm interested in your point of view in terms of um, the critics about the Tassie AFL team, and we know who they are. Um, Eddie's had his say many times. Um, you spent some time at Collingwood, so you you know Eddie reads me well for sure, and we hear the reporting, etc. I've often wondered uh, when I hear them talk about Tasmania as a whole, which which they do they actually understand the fabric of Tasmania? Do they understand the place Tasmania? And 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 thirdly, a modern Tasmania in twenty twenty two and what it's actually like as a state here in Hobart and Tassie in general abroad and it's a different place. I'm not sure how often you've been down here the last few years, but it really has generated yeah. some real vibes of you know that's um, everything you don't hear from these sorts of guys. Oh, there's no doubt they don't understand. Uh, Tassie footy or Tassie as a place and I know that's really taken off too I mean it'd be great to, for, for players who went who went to Tassie it'd be great business opportunities they say that oh they wouldn't be able to retain uh, players well that's that's garbage um, I reckon it'd be a fantastic place uh, for young footballers or you know to set business up um, they're saying economically it wouldn't stand up I think that's garbage as well um, and the other thing they say is 
oh, well, it's going to, you know, they can't have a 19th team because there's not enough players to go around. Well, an easy solution to that is how about every team have two players less on their list? Instead of 38, we have 36. Um, and there's, there's an extra 36 players that are going to go into the pool. So uh, every argument they have is just is just total garbage. And uh, I think, as I said before, the task force and the government have done a great job, really, about presenting uh, what the football would look like, what the economics would look like. And I think, you know, there's a north-south divide, as we know, Brett, <laughs> pretty strong. Um, but I'm, I'm, but I'm sure if they... Uh, if the team was brought in the right way and the development programs underneath and unite the state, I'm sure if you actually unite the state, and I think it would be fantastic for them. Rocky, you've been, you know, obviously a lifelong member of footy, been in a lot of clubs, had, had involvement with the Gold Coast Suns. If, if Tassie were to get a team, what, what's, what's the one thing that, you know, as a team, as an organisation, they would need to implement to ensure that it's sustainable, to make sure it's worked, that, you know, that, that there's some success straight away? Oh, geez. success straight away is probably a bit, uh, probably the, the hardest thing to, to ensure. Um, they'd have to obviously get some uh, draft concessions and probably some concessions to get some experienced players uh, over there, um, or over to Tassie to play. I, my my big thing is that if they set the development programs up correctly, and I think it's got to be more than just have the um, have the elite side. I think they've got to really look at how the how all the pathways go. So suburban footy, um, country footy, all about them not only surviving but thriving. So it's it's a whole community process rather than just have the elite the elite uh, team and maybe the next team underneath. So if they can get that right, um, I'm sure that they will have great pathways and a great funnel for the juniors to actually go and aspire to play AFL footy and be a constant the way it's going. I think that the Gold Coast, they have extra players available on their rookie list, so they, they have five and six, eight Tasmanians always coming through, and I think that would be fantastic. I think it's uh, interesting tonight that, that you'll be inducted into the Hawthorne Hall of Fame with another Tasmanian, Darren Pritchard, who was my favourite footballer of all time as a kid growing up. That mullet through the wing to Dunstall. Beautiful he, kid. He inspired me uh, as, a, as a young footballer. But you know, if, if you think about the pathways back then for you and, and, and for Pritchard and for all the Tasmanians, all the Tasmanian greats, what, what like, you know, modern day, obviously, you know, you need those links, but... Um, why, you know, over the last little period, you know, we have seen that that well dry a little bit, and and it's a similar pathway to the one that you came through. Strong junior performance, you know, a little bit of senior involvement, and and you kind of picked out. How 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 has that dried up so badly? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think probably uh, without knowing too many facts, I think it comes down to money a bit. I think that's what changed, and I I don't think the AFL are probably invested enough um, in in local football um, in in Tasmania. I think uh, kids have gone to do other things, so I don't think the participation rates are probably as high as they used to be. So, um, And I think where this is a great advantage for young kids in Tassie, if we get a, if we get a um, team in the NFL, well, previously it was probably if you showed enough, uh, probably the better younger players, they're the ones who need to get drafted or AFL club would grab them. Where now it's probably there's a greater base available, I would thought, or opportunity for younger players. So if the AFL allow it, not only getting drafted to your local um, AFL team, which 
obviously the Tasmanian one, but if they allow more spots on the list, like on the rookie list, if you can take an extra six or seven or eight, like the Gold Coast rather do from Queensland and from Northern Territory, which has been great for them, I think it'd be aspiring for young kids to get into the system. And, uh, and I've got no uh, no doubt if they do that development pathway the right way, then more kids would take it up. Um, there'd be better coaching. That's another thing they need to get right at the junior level as well. Um, and I think there'd be a fair chance we'd have more more local players. Um, and, actually, and that should be the aim, I reckon, in, say, say the team uh, got the tick this year and, and, and it came in within three years. I reckon with 10 years after that, you'd like to have at least a 50% representation for Tasmania in the team. Yeah, which, is, which actually leads to a pretty good point. So you, know, you spoke before about the draft concessions is is there a case potentially for you know um, you know giving the draft concessions to clubs who hold Tasmanian players? So if Toby Nankervis wants to be a part of, of the Tasmanian push in three years' time, he can do that, and then Richmond are compensated with draft draft concessions um, rather than giving the concessions early days to Tasmania and it going to the draft and picking kids from all over the country. Um, providing those concessions to clubs and, and providing the opportunity for Tasmanians to, to be a part of um, of the startup. Oh, there's no doubt. No, there's different ways of doing it, and uh, I think if uh, you know you give them uh, give them some draft concessions where they take some kids, but not as many as the GWS and Gold Coast. But then you give draft concessions that have to be traded, and you, yeah, you say like whether it's. Nankervis or you know, maybe a younger Jack Reeve. It wouldn't be Jack now, but um, those type <laughs> no, of things. Guys, yeah, he, he disagree with you, mate. He, he's still, he's still <laughs> keeping, the li- he's keeping the lines open. He'll be 36 and a half, 37. He hasn't ruled himself <laughs> out. Be Methuselah, or Methuselah, <laughs> be um, so, um, but those type of, yeah, I, I think there's ways around it where those teams get compensated. Um, and, um, and, and if Tazzy are able to get a I don't know how many, you know, arbitrary number, half a dozen or so Tasmanian players who want to come back and be part of it. And then also they get some draft concessions of some better youngsters and they'll be able to um, fast-track that development but fast-track the team, no doubt. Just right. one more just one more to finish up. We will let you go, Rod. Um, the AFL flag this year, um, who's going to win it? It, it? We thought at the start of the year it was Melbourne and they're going to look awfully hard to beat in the group below... Um, Melbourne are very much still there, but the Cats are playing well. The Fremantle Dockers, the Swans are playing well. What's your feeling about how this is going to end up? Oh, yeah, it's um, it's very even, and I think it's going to depend a lot on what players are available. So injuries and, and COVID coming again. So um, who's hurt and struck by that? So I don't. I um, David, I do like the Swans. So um, fingers crossed for them that they can. Um, they can jump up. I think. I think John Long has done a fantastic job with the with the team over such a long period of time. Um, uh, so uh, I'd like to see them win. Um, the Cats. I'm not a big Cats fan, so hopefully they don't win. So um, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, um, but maybe maybe Melbourne can get their act together if they can get a forward um, on fight. So, um, but I think it's pretty even. Just to answer a text for us, Galorki or Newtown was your cre- was it Newtown or was it? I thought you were a Galorki person, but obviously your old man was. But did you see yourself as a Newtown or Galorki cricketer? No, no, I didn't play with Galorki. Uh, see, I told you. No, well, you I questioned me. Well, I was, yeah. you were a and I'm Let- devastated as well. We'd love rocket out the <laughs> so, prize, but so I um, yeah, my dad played uh, Newtown, and that's why I went there. Dad played in 
seven premierships in nine years at Newtown and then played, went captain coach North Hobart for one premiership and then went to Glenorchy with his mates and played in two premierships. So he played in ten. Okay. Um, yeah, I, phenomenal. I was on, wasn't that fortunate. So I played at Newtown where so my, my dad was uh, coach captain at the time, Roger Woolley. So um, I played there when I was 14 and then uh, went to Melbourne for footy when I was when I was 17. So I played just for three or four years at Newtown. Then my brother played there, then he went to Glenorchy with his mates. And then Dad ended up at, uh, at Glenorchy as well. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Terrific, Rocket. Great to hear your voice, mate, and great to hear your words on all things footy and all the best for tonight. Uh, congratulations, mate. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the trip. Star. Thanks, mate. Rodney Ede, thank you so much for joining us. What a legend. Four-time premiership player. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.